Episode 3 of the All Prediction, No Production Podcast. I'm Jared Floyd alongside Walker Snowden. And um, this is part of what we are calling, the, I guess, the pilot package. The intros. The intros. The um, the forward, if you will, uh, leading into um, you know weekly episodes. Uh, and, and so you're catching these episodes... Um, right after the Super Bowl, or most of you are, mm-hmm. uh, on whatever platform you may be uh, catching us on, whether it be Spotify or whether it be on arclamis.com slash, uh, well, Arclamis Weather Extra, myarclamis.com slash extra. Um, but uh, anyway, episode three, uh, talking again, all prediction segment and then a no production segment, mm-hmm. something that will not be so productive. Uh, and we'll get to that second segment in uh, just a minute, which will be um, talking about our comfort on air. Yeah, it's a fun topic. You something know, that everybody has to struggle with at one point or another. Everybody wants. Uh, everybody wants to know, like, how long did it take you to get comfortable on camera? Mm. Um, longer than you'd think. That's for sure. Um, for some others, yeah. you know, they they feel right at home right off the bat. So uh, again, it's one of those uh, topics that we'll get to in just a minute. That's the no production. Um, segment, but the all prediction segment, talking about uh, weather-wise, you know, just what we do on a on a daily basis. Uh, one of our viewers asked about the educational journey um, surrounding becoming a meteorologist and the the process and the educational topics that surround that, and, and, and basically how we got to where we are school-wise. It's a good question. Uh, it is fair. Um, a, a lot of folks also, if you're a college student or if you're a um, you know, uh, a junior high student, you're listening to this on the way to school and, you know, everybody always asks you what you want to be when you grow up and, mm-hmm. and you're looking for that topic. Maybe, maybe we inspire some young meteorologists. Maybe we scare some meteorologists maybe away. We do. I don't, that's definitely not the intention, but uh, <laughs> a lot of folks will um, sometimes, you know, shy away from certain topics. And, and, and so this may be one of them, but, um, but anyway, um, your, your education journey, I think both of ours are very similar. You yep. went to, um, you know, state college or state university in New York, SUNY mm-hmm. Oswego. Um, I, is that how you pronounce, or is that yeah. how, what do you, what did you guys call it? Did you guys call it Oswego? Uh, I mean? we, for the most part, we just called it Oswego because okay. we were be talking about other SUNY schools as well. Fair. And so if you're not familiar there's with There's a SUNY this, Buffalo, right? Yeah. There's this, it's, we called them Buff State. Okay. We swam against them. Okay. And, um. That was like part of our normal schedule routine for so swimming. So, well. what are what are the other SUNY schools like? I, I mean, there's I know a, a lot of them. There's so many. There's so a bunch of them. But it's kind of like in my conference, I can just go off that real quick. We go have for it. Geneseo, Cortland, Alfred, uh, Buff State, like you just said, mentioned Buffalo. Uh, there's also Central University of New York schools as well, like CUNY okay. schools, C U N Y. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. That makes a lot more sense. And so it's a huge system. It's all state-run and state-oriented. So similar to different state schools, it's just a bigger state program. So. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, we have the university, the UL system, which is, mm. you know, it has uh, University of Louisiana Monroe, has University of Louisiana Lafayette, uh, Northwestern State. Um, I could go on and on, mm. but I would probably name somebody that's not in it, uh, and then I'd get in trouble. Somebody would send me an email. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Um, you know, McNeese, I think, is in it. I think Nichols is in it. 
I think anybody that has state in their names in the UL system, okay, except for Louisiana, so pretty state, similar, because uh, LSU's on its on it's on its own thing. But for the most part, we just called it Oswego. But if cool. we called it its full name, it's SUNY Oswego. So. Yeah, SUNY Oswego is what is what I always knew it as. Mm. Um, and, and there are other area meteorologists um, that uh, that have have gone to Oswego. It's a pretty well known um, meteorology mm-hmm. school. Um, and, and so that's where you went. I went to the University of Louisiana Monroe. Uh, so a lot of our local folks will go. Yeah, I already knew that. Um, but um, most meteorology programs are the same generally in terms of their um, their path to generally. degree. Generally, generally, because there's also you have to be your organization at your school. That department has to be certified through AMS. Yeah, and accredited, believe, AMS accredited, accredited university. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and some universities kind of had to jump through some hoops and go through some stuff. Um, uh, a couple of years ago, Mississippi State used to be a, a, a two-year certificate program. Okay, um, a long time ago. I want to say I just recently saw that. So right, and so now they're a, they they they've been a four-year program for a yeah, long for right. for a couple of decades. I would assume, if mm. not longer, now. Um, and, and so the the general thought process and the and the all the process to a, to becoming meteorologist is kind of the same anywhere you go um and mm. like i said there are some schools that will not require some things others that that do require like for instance I, I just want to ask do, what level of chemistry did you have to take do you have one and two classes how many classes of chemistry did you i have think take? all i had to take was general chemistry so just like gen- one semester and See, that at was some, it at some universities it's it's two levels so you have to take gen chem 1 and Gen Chem too, for some, yeah. So it's like I guess it just depends. But I mean, you catch up on on that when you get into atmospheric chemistry, atmospheric thermo, atmospheric thermodynamics. Am I gonna have to edit that out? I can't say thermodynamics. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. That's the you best. You've in a while. I I actually just read it, or no, I didn't. Um, I was thought I was reading it in one of your textbooks over. Yeah, the it's over there in my in the corner. I should have just read it off that. Um, uh, and so, like I said. Somebody asked what the educational journey is, mm-hmm. and that that's so the educational journey uh, for for you and I is quite similar. Um, and and talking about that, you know, your freshman year, um, my my journey was a little different because I transferred from Arkansas Tech to a to yeah. Talk a little bit ULM. about that. I'm I'm kind of interested. Well, I'm trying to. We've got a glitch in the audio here, so I'm just trying to make. Can you hear everything? Okay. Yeah, I can hear everything. Fine. Okay, cool. Um, now, I went to Arkansas Tech for a year and majored in, uh, which is a Division II school in Russellville, Arkansas, okay. the Wonder Boys. Um, that was our mascot. Okay. That's a, I've never heard of that. Yeah. The Wonder Boys. The Wonder Boys. Okay. We were the Wonder Boys. And the uh, the uh, women's teams were the Golden Suns. That's pretty cool. I think wow. way cooler than the Wonder Boys. I agree. Um, and there's a long story behind that. But anyway, I went there for a year, uh, majored in physics. Uh, always wanted to be a meteorologist, like since I was a little kid, um, and that's that's a topic for a different episode, mm. uh, and that's something that we'll end up saying a lot here. Um, but um, it, but yeah, I, I started there, then ended up at, at ULM. Um, so I transferred, had already gotten through some prerequisites, but then mm. took some freshman level courses with my sophomore level courses to get caught up, and then I took summer classes, and I and I, I really went kind of a a really crooked, weird way to get to my do, degree. A lot of uh, people do. Yeah, and so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. So I'm just going to kind of give you the the basis of how a mm. typical ULM student would have gotten to that path. 
Um, but I, I guess freshman year is pretty much the same for both. For for you, you go through a lot of prerequisites. A lot of them. Uh, you know, prerequisites basically being you know your English classes, your history classes, getting through a lot of your electives that you can pick, uh, whether you take a foreign language, blah blah blah, blah things and, like that. You know that that's I think it's a good thing to have, especially just in college in general. Right. Sure, it, it helps people just figure out what they want to do. And that's not the part of this segment. We, no. But basically you spend, a lot of people go, well, you didn't do much your first year. Well, it's because you're getting all that yeah. other stuff out of the way. Same for the sophomore year for that matter. But there's always at least an intro meteorology class. Right. One or two. that We had two. See, we took we took two. It was okay. intermed, introduction, introduction to meteorology and climate one and two. And you had a lab. Um, yep, we had that a lab. only the majors took. So yep. that's a class also at ULM. If you're becoming a college student and, and you, you can take that intro class as just a science elective mm-hmm. and learn about the weather, um, just like you would take a chemistry class or just like you would take a physics class or a biology class. You can take that weather and climate class and not take the lab and just learn about the weather, which well, I think is great. We actually had a 101 class for that, though. We had a 201 and a 101. So the 201 was for majors. The 101 was for anybody ah, that just wanted to do. Okay. See, we see we all had to take that intro level class. Yeah. And it, was, and it was a full year. You took one semester for yep. one and, and a second semester for two. And you had your two labs where you learned to contour okay. and, yeah. and all that stuff. All um, that good stuff. Yeah. METARs and, and decode, universal time code yep. and all that stuff. Sophomore level was uh, your second year was Almost all calculus-based stuff. Yep, I agree with that. Was uh, thermodynamics and finishing up your calculus stuff too, because we have to take calculus one through three. Correct. Well, I didn't. I did not. I had to take calculus okay. one and two. So I, I had to take calculus three. That was the big one for us. Sucker. Yeah, <laughs> I got I got roped into that, but it was better than calc two. Hey, so that was that was my only. Quote. And on that note, listen, we're not talking. Somebody asked about these subjects. Yeah, that's what we're. I I I would not profess to be a smart person. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm a very science-minded person. I'm a very math-minded person. Yeah, just figure it out. So we're not talking about all this stuff to go. Hey, look at all this stuff. That no, we did. please don't take it like we're that. We're so smart. Uh, like, that's not the case. It doesn't. <laughs> who cares? Like, like I said. Well, like we said a couple episodes ago, I had a friend that was an interior designer. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't. I, and mm. I wouldn't even try to do that. So, but I think the reason we talk about it more than anything is because for every meteorologist, it's a rite of passage. Like it really mm-hmm. is it's just the entire portion of the major, all the math aspects. Sure. And I think even the biggest one, which comes in our junior year, it's the synoptic and dynamic meteorology right. classes. Right. And, and so for those that um, that are wondering what all we mean, so thermodynamics would basically be learning how the atmosphere works in terms of when you add heat to it or you mm. take away heat or when a certain chemical process like latent heat is li- released, which latent heat mm-hmm. is the heat that's given off when and when um, uh, water changes phases from size, changes states. Uh, so, you know, you learn about all that different stuff. And you get into, like you said, the synoptic meteorology, which is basically learning, you know, synoptic scale weather systems. You know, it is things, the patty on the burger. Yeah. it, it and, and and yeah, we'll get back to that in a minute. And then you spend a lot of your sophomore. I, I spent a lot of my end of my sophomore year and my junior year um, call in a class. It's called Dyna, we call it atmospheric dynamics and kinematics, which mm-hmm. is basically learning how the air moves and why it does what it does. And it's three semesters of physics oh, wow. and calculus and learning how the air moves in three different dimensions. And one of the most fascinatingly complicated classes. I wouldn't say it's a difficult class. It, mm. it is. 
any college class is difficult. Yeah. Like I said, any any that if 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 it wouldn't be such an accomplishment if if it wasn't a difficult class. But it was very fascinatingly complicated. Mm. Like you could. I've you, had some of those experiences. Yeah. I I I've never felt like so lost, but so impressed by somebody else's knowledge. Like listening to a professor in those classes and going like, "Wow." Yeah, I mean they're, they're the they're experts way on the subject. Smarter than me. You yeah, know, I'm just like man, I gotta get through this. <laughs> yeah, that's that, the only thing you're thinking. Absolutely, just, it, just it, survive, man. Day to day, survive in advance. Cloud physics, which was another class that we took, we called it micrometeorology. Okay. And a guy that I would love to interview, his name is Dr. Eric Panny. He's retired from the University of Louisiana Monroe. Um, a lot of our listeners will probably go, I know that guy. He taught me micro uh, micrometeorology. One of the most brilliant minds I've ever met in my entire life. Kind of a, I guess, a little bit of a sad deviation but my our micrometeorology class was taught by someone named dr stam and he was the guy which you have someone similar at ulm that built the program from the ground up kind of thing very older gentleman he recently right. he was going to pass away before the semester i could take micro but you know shout out to him his name was dr stam but great guy great professor built from the ground up and uh he actually taught a good portion of the major too and which was i think I, a lot of my sophomore year stuff it was experimentation using different instruments and things of that yeah. nature. yeah did you guys have a similar class? Yeah, we had an instrumentation class. Um, well, with a lot of that was, <clears throat> a lot of that was cloud physics, but um, we also had an instrumentation class that we learned a lot of. We broke a um, sling psychrometer. No mercury sling psychrometer. So we, I guess we should. We, uh, so what is a sling psychrometer? <clears throat> you want to? You want to? You want to take that? Uh, well, from its name. Obviously, the purpose of the object is to be slung through the air and spun around. It's a it's a handheld object, and also, I guess, as we should preface, a lot of older meteorology instruments are filled with the hazardous chemical mercury. Yeah, what's a psychrometer? I right. guess is probably the best best way to describe. It. So, a sling psychrometer um, can detect wet bulb temperature, mm-hmm. and, and um, it, it's it's a moisture detection right and so that's why it's being slung through the air so fast is to accumulate moisture to be actually able to read it and so a sling psychrometer as as um what walker was just talking about is basically a it's filled with mercury which if you don't know mercury mercury can be um it's 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 a dangerous liquid. I mean, you, I mean, it's just it, toxic to touch. It's yeah. toxic to ingest in any way. Handling it without gloves on is not suggested. But they're in things as well, such as like uh, thermometers. We have mercury thermometers. Uh, different things that measure right. that measure pressure also use mercury as well. So, so it's tons of different equipment. Sling psychrometer used to measure humidity, relative mm. humidity, whatever you want to call it. Professor starts slinging it around. Yep, yep. Cracks I see it, it. Cracks it on the side of those like big lag big lab gasps. tables. Everybody's like, this is not good. Uh-oh. Had to call the, um, the the physical plant for the university. They had to, like, class got out for the rest of the day. <laughs> that's a big win, you know. But um, so that's that's basically the educational yeah. journey is, is junior. Junior year is a lot of learning the air and how it works. Uh, instrumentation. Uh, f- senior year is, is synoptic. Which is basically my, my my synoptic was junior year. See, we did synoptic into our senior year as well. We did um, dynamic my senior. Okay. Oh, I get that. So so basically, synoptic is like he said the the what'd you call it earlier? Like the patty on the on the burger. The patty on the burger. It it really is that where 
that's when you learn stuff and you go, that, that makes so much, so mm-hmm. much more sense now. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's why we had to learn X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, they, they waited us. They made us wait to our senior year for that light bulb moment. And to be honest, I, I might've preferred it that way, but I mean, both synoptic and dynamic, the two different courses in general are just two beasts. And so no matter when you get it, it's just going to be difficult. So we talked about this in, in an earlier episode and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go into this a little bit more, um, right now. It, it is a challenging major. Yeah. Um, you, you start off with probably, we, we started off typically between 40 and 50 majors freshman year and you may graduate with three or four. Um, there was a big attrition rate because a yeah. lot of people, I think, didn't do the research into the, the major and didn't realize how much math like me, there was. I didn't do research yeah, into the major. And, and they didn't want to do all the math. It's not that they couldn't do it. They just, they didn't want to. And that's yeah. where I was at my freshman year, my first semester. That's why I almost jumped ship was because. So that was where I was going to go is, is where, like, it, almost everybody has that moment in any college major. I don't even mm. want to I don't even want to restrict it to no. you know I think just it's something us. a lot of people go through. I think everybody goes through it. What your freshman year, you were done. Yeah, I mean it was freshman year. I just remember going through some of the, even the chemistry stuff because granted I I don't care about chemistry, that's not why I was getting into the meteorology aspect. It was not about the oxygen in the air, so to speak. It was for a lot of other different reasons that I thought was interesting. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like looking at my coursework, knowing what I have to go through. And something that my dad told me a very long time ago was you still have a long row to hoe. Like you still have a lot of row in front of you. You're just getting started. You're going to have a long journey. You just got to suck it up and do it. And so I was like, yeah, you're right. That's the mentality to have. But yeah, I was sitting there contemplating. I was like, either I have to stick through it right now. It's It's the opportunity. Either I stop or I keep going. And so I think I obviously kept going. Yeah, I think mine was mine was ju- end of junior year. It was junior finals, um, which I only had to do a semester my senior year. I was a December graduate. Okay. Again, it was because of how I, I took my classes. Weird. Mm-hmm. So I was it was technically kind of my senior year, and um, we were in the middle of finals week. And I just remember calling my parents, crying, going, uh, "Yeah, I don't, I don't want to do this anymore." And yeah. and I remember my mom telling me like you're like you're so close like what wow. yeah. why, like why would you stop you've wanted to do this since you were five years old uh-huh. well, this is the the last 50 meters of the marathon and you're you're just gonna walk off the track and go i don't want to do this anymore like yeah. and she was like no and then she also was and put the little friendly bug yeah. in my ear of hey you're paying for this on your own so oh if if it hurts like I was taking out student loans. Yeah. Like my parents were not at a financial position where they could afford, you know, to help me along. Mm, I still have loans as well. Right. And I'm still paying on mine right now. I'm almost Mm. done. But, but, oh, different story for a different day. Um, I I just remember that was what brought it back into perspective for me was I literally had nine more credit hours meteorology wise at that point. Why would I quit now? Like why? Why that would be the dumbest thing I could possibly. But do. a lot of people get to that point where they're right at the end, and, and it's and, that final hurdle, right? And it's and, no joke. And also on that note, you're hitting twenty one, twenty two. A yeah. lot of people have a lot of things. They're getting married. They're having families. They're like, or there's a lot of stuff happening in your life yeah. as a college kid at that point. It, it's just it's it's overwhelming. It's exhausting. And you're still a kid. Yeah. Oh, dude. Right. Just, I was I was stupid. People, so many people even so stupid. Some so many people don't get that even at yeah. that, that age. Like yeah. like yo, you're still a kid. 
So, it's okay. So I will say this as we wrap up segment one. Um, if you're a college student listening to this, in no matter where where you are and what major you're in, respect. You're gonna <laughs> you're, you're gonna get there, and just yeah. just keep doing what you're doing, keep grinding, and and and, and for those that didn't there. take that route, I know so many people that didn't. Obviously, we're not disrespecting those that didn't take the college route because they're all so important, though. So yeah, it's all about um, you know taking life life's experiences as they come at you. So. Uh, segment one again, uh, running a little long, but we had a lot to talk about. That's right. Uh, these, these first few episodes, we're just kind of feeling this out and uh, learning how it all comes uh, comes at us. It, it's part of the what we call it the pilot package. There we go. Of all prediction, no production. The no prediction, uh, the no production part is uh, on the back end uh, of this one, uh, talking about our our comfortability on air. It's gonna be our a fun comfort- topic. Yeah. Just a couple of minutes. It's gonna get weird. Hang around. A reminder that all episodes of the All Prediction No Production podcast can be found on Arklamis Weather Extra. There you can also find the latest in agricultural news, today's forecast, web exclusives, learn a little bit more with Weather 101, check out the camera network, also submit your pet for Furcast. All of that on myarklamis.com extra. And also don't forget to download the KTVE KARD weather app. That's available on iTunes and Google Play. to the no production part of uh, episode three of the all prediction no production podcast getting into a lot of viewer topics or or, our listener topics i guess Mm. they were viewers that we've turned into listeners yeah at least i hope we've turned them into listeners or maybe we've turned them into non-listeners hopefully um, not at this point at least Um, not this early Boy, I don't know. We'll see. Um, are talking about comfort on air. If if you're just joining us and you're you're joining us from a national po- uh, platform or something like that, and and you're going, who are these knuckleheads and what do they do? We, we're broadcast <laughs> meteorologists. We work on television. Uh, we work for an NBC Fox affiliate, Monroe, Louisiana, KTVE, KARD, uh, part of the Next Star Media Group, uh, and, and so. We work on television on a day-to-day basis, and I think we're we're also two people that are in two completely different parts of our of our career. Yes, I don't, I wouldn't even say completely different. I, I both, would, I would. We're, I I I wouldn't say I'm not I'm not to the mid part of my career yet. At least I hope I'm not to the yeah. mid part of my career yet. So we're both on the way up. Okay, um, that much I can agree with in terms of timeline wise. I'm yeah. not. Uh, I'm not 50 years old. No. I'm not 60 years old. Mm-hmm. No offense to you if you're 50 or 60 years old. I'm just saying that we're both uh, on the younger end of the spectrum when it comes to things. Now, I'll say that you're in your first year yep. uh, in, in broadcast. First so you, job out of college. That does give you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I've had uh, 15 years uh, in almost, well, now this is my 16th full year, uh, at the same television station, which... Gives me a lot of the same, a lot of really cool perspectives that you've been at the same station for the same time, but also it kind of shelters your perspective, I would say, because I haven't been to different TV stations. And I agree, seen how it but it's something work. unique in its own right. That's fair. Um, so, comfort on air. Um, you know, we we are on television. You know, let's see, we do uh, four thirty to seven, so two and a half hours, and then another. Almost an hour and a half at night. So we do a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, typically on a, on a day-to-day basis. How long, uh, would, would I say, where are you on a scale of 1 to 10 in your first year? And, and again, this is, this is I'm, I'm, I'm using him as an example because Walker is relatively new. And I would say that he 
has made a lot of advancements in his first year. Um, but where are you comfort-wise, like on a 1 to 10 scale? It changes from day to day, number one. And it can even change from broadcast to broadcast day to day. But if I had to give an average roundabout number, it would probably be in the six to seven ballpark. Whereas I've had broadcasts going into it. I feel no nerves. I don't feel anything. And it's a great, a great broadcast. And I'd say I felt like an eight or nine. And then times where I'm like, why am I nervous right now? There's no reason for me to be nervous. And yeah. I feel like a four or five. Okay. Um, do you go and and the same viewer that asked us, um, you know, this question asked if hit us with a follow up of do you do you go back and like do you go back and watch um, your broadcasts and, and listen to your broadcasts? Do you do that most times? If I think it's a good one, I will go back and watch. <laughs> if so, it's a good one, because I can't even. So if it sucks, you're not going. <laughs> <laughs> because I know that it's bad and it's hard enough for me to watch the good ones. All right, fair enough. And I and I'll say this too, like, hmm. because right. I watch the good ones, still get you frustrated. You had a bad one the other day. Yeah, did. It, 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 I thought it was, it was terrible. It was, and 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 I told you specifically to not go back and watch it. I did not go back and watch it. I took your advice. That's good. That's good. Because I honestly thought it was just going to cause me more pain to go back and watch it. Well, and I think and I think you have to look at it in many ways of, of like, you're in the middle, and I would watch all of the broadcasts that you do in the middle. I wouldn't do the ones that you think are... I, I would go back and watch the ones that are ridiculously good, that you think are ridiculously good, mm. just to see if they were ridiculously good. I mean, there never are, but that's always how I think sometimes. Yeah, right? Because <laughs> I've done that too. I've gone back and went, man, that was awesome. Yeah, when I, when I, I watched I was like... I guess uh, I should have put a caveat by that. Just because I say I think it's good doesn't mean it actually <laughs> is. <laughs> it, it, most of the time it isn't. It's just uh, that's how I perceive it as. I'm like, okay, it was normal. Yeah, that's fair. And, and so... And then also, I would say in the same boat, don't go back and watch the ones that you think are absolutely just dog water. Yeah, like just just leave it alone. Don't don't do that. I can understand because it's just going to put you down further. But also, and you're already it's not, kicking yourself. Yeah, no, I'm already. I guess most people wouldn't know because the camera pans away. But sometimes when as soon as that camera's off me, I'm just you know, face in my, my hands, just upset about it. I mean, most times it's not that bad end of the world, but still something that you try to improve upon every time. And if you think that that's just a first year kind of thing, you are sorely mistaken. Yeah. And that's something that about me and Jared's relationship that's been so cool is that I'm always just asking what changes, what doesn't, what changes, what doesn't, what can I expect at this point? Does it get better? And so you know, this viewer asked us these questions, but I already asked Jared these same questions not too long. Yeah, ago. yeah, and 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 on that note, um, you know, I I think the most important thing for a meteorologist in in your in your line right now mm. is to perfect your craft. Mm. Um, and, and we've Agreed. talked about this privately uh, many, many, many times mm-hmm. about how essentially you're at a point in your career where you need to figure out what you need to fix. Mm. And then after you figure out what you need to fix, you get to a point where you just need the time and repetition to fix those things. And then from the rest of the time in, and for some people that takes five years, some people that takes 10 years, some Mm. people it takes three years, some people it takes a year. It it just depends. I I, I know people that straight out of college gone to you know national broadcasts and mm-hmm. it's like wow that's really cool they just had really the, the real presence of mind and and, and had all the the tools and packs some people are just naturally gifted mm. 
You know, it's like Ryan Seacrest. Right. Like that guy, I don't think people realize he, he went from, you know, American Idol to just like literally everything. Yeah, I I remember I feel like I heard him on every radio station. Right? I heard him on every, you know, TV advertisement segment for the longest time. He got the New Year's Eve gig, yep. like like all this stuff. And some people just have that that gift. The rest of us, all the rest of us, <laughs> just have to work with what, right. what God gave us. And, and so there are so many instances where we, I think we spend a lot of our time just trying to get that little that little crutch phrase that you use. And I still have them that I can't stand. And, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll grab one for a couple months at a time. Yeah, and for those that are at, at home going, I have no idea. Which, if you, A matter of fact or, you know... Yeah, if you, uh, generally if you, speaking, or or you know any any crutch phrase, I that, almost hate to give it away, but if you want to look for one, I mean, you just try to figure out what transitional phrase from one topic or one image to the next. Yeah, is there's something that someone holds. Let's on to. take a look at or yeah, taking a look know, at. I know that's one of mine. That's a lot of. Well, it's because you're making people look at maps all the time. So so you know naturally you're going to run into that. So yeah, I mean you're you're spending a lot of your time in your first year just realizing. Figuring out what you're doing, yep. Figuring out what doesn't work, and and moving on from there. Figuring out what you're good at, yeah, and what you're bad at, and it's mainly figuring out what you're bad at. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's and fair. getting better at what you think that you're good at, and you're just kind of oh, okay, it's fine. Yeah, it, well, and there's also there's some things that just don't matter. Yeah, you know, that too. they're they're really you they're, find out what really matters and what really doesn't. Yeah, and so yeah, I, I think that's cool. So so you go back on the rag. Right. On the regular. Mm. I'm trying to talk in, in Walker's vernacular so he'll understand. <laughs> on but the reg. Th- yeah, that's my perspective, the newbie's perspective. So what about you? The seasoned veteran, how are you from day to day? How do you feel? Do you, and do you watch yourself? I only, um, I used to watch myself very frequently. Um, I hate the way my voice sounds. Yeah, I And agree. while we're doing this podcast. Not your voice specifically. <laughs> just about mine as well. I hate your face. Yeah. Uh, yeah I hate listening to you, Jared. It's fair. I, same. <laughs> I can bring my wife in here. and let's, let's bring my wife and kid in here. Let's see if they both hate the way if I talk. If we really have to figure it out, we got to talk to the production and, folks uh, if they hate us. Yeah, oh, man. It, we got to bring Cody in here sometime and just yeah. let him be a guest on our podcast. We really because do. I think people would really like that perspective. Again, we're just going to start writing things down like Cody for podcast. Yeah, the unofficial podcast phrase. What's going to show up in the next podcast? Yeah, that's another segment. Actually, yeah, that's a that's a segment for a different a, a different time and a different episode. Um, when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of it, but I can't stand the way I sound. I yeah. hate my voice, um, and I think a lot of people hate their voice um, or, or don't like to listen to it. So, and so, mm. so I spend a lot of my time not listening to my voice and so no, I I, I used to listen and go back and watch. Um, but now, unless I am producing something, you, you know, at home or and I need to make sure it sounds OK and looks mm. OK, I try to avoid watching myself at all costs. Severe weather stuff. I will go back and watch. Um, make no mistake about it. If we're on for seven hours for yep. severe weather, I will go back and watch almost the entire seven Every hours to make sure that I didn't say anything stupid. Yeah. And that we used Every second of that seven hours, to the best of our abilities, mm, the betterment of the viewers. Yeah, because if we're if we're on air and on and to be honest, stepping on programming during severe weather, 
we better be saying something of substance. Mm. And, and so, you know, and a lot of that time it can get really boring because all we're doing is tracking one storm and we know that we're getting boring and repetitive, but guess what? That's, that's, that's where we are and that's what we're going to do. And that's why we're here. So no, in, 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 in conclusion on my end, I, I, how well, I guess you didn't answer the question, so I'll hit you with okay. it. How long are you? Would you? So you're a seven and a half, six to seven comfortability on air. Yeah. Do you think in the next six months you're going to hit the ten? Do you think that's uh, an unattainable um, number, and that you're going to be constantly working toward that as as your career progresses? Again, I don't think there's mm. a right or wrong answer here. I think the ten is unattainable. See, I agree. The 10 is unattainable, at I least agree. for me, personally I speaking. feel like I, I've been at a 9 or a 9.5 for about the past 3 to 4 years, mm. and I'm going to sit there for the rest of my life. I'm a very and, like internal thinking, cerebral person in that aspect, so I'm always overanalyzing, overthinking, and so that's where I think that comes from. Yeah. And so I think there's people out there that can get pretty close to that 10 Like a 9.998, yeah, you so know? Yeah, they get close. And so, I mean, within the next six months, I probably... I think I could be at a point where I'm almost at an eight, nine, where I'm just kind of being myself on person, yeah. like personality wise on air and also just fluidly speaking my mind about the weather. I think that's best. And I've watched and I've watched a lot of people, too, that they are completely different people on air as they are in person mm. and and. and not going to name any names and I'm not even saying they work for us or have ever worked for us at KTV. I'm just saying people that I've met it's a in big the business. broadcast business. A lot of people. There are a lot of people that if you're a person that uses a lot of extraneous colorful verbiage, if you use a lot of four-letter words in your daily vernacular, mm. you're going to struggle in being your natural person on television simply because you're having to run everything through a filter in your head to make sure that it's right not inappropriate to go out on television. And I'm not saying that everybody that's good on television are squeaky clean language people because that's not the, that's not the case. Right, I'm just we're all saying, just people. I'm just saying that there are some people that they, they, they you can see the struggle in their in their brain when yeah. when, when especially when it comes to ad libbing because you're like yep. uh, I don't know what's gonna come out of their mouth. And right. here it comes and and you never know and so yeah because that's the best way to take it is at least have i found so far is just trying to be yourself as much as you can be and just relax and so that adds that much more effort if you have to put everything through a filter i think that i think the best meteorologists i think the best broadcast people in general are the people who can find a sense of their true natural selves on television yeah if you can be your true natural self or some sense of your true natural self, I think you're going to be successful in the broadcast mm. business. Um, and so, again, for our comfort on air, we're getting there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get there, but, right. you know, that's a good question, and I think it's a fun question to talk about. And Oh, uh, but also on the back end of that is that sure. how we actually see ourselves, though, just really quickly. How do you see yourself? Well, because on – we have what's called like Envato, so it's an online thing. So what we, what you viewers see at home on TV, including the advertisements, everything, we have full access for about a month or so to go back into the logs and see that right. full television broadcast, breaks and all, advertisements and all, and we can go back and clip that stuff for our own personal stuff, for web use if you ever see those clips online. But that's how we usually see ourselves in hindsight. So yeah. we don't have something special, so to speak. I don't. I never use it. Yeah. I only use it to post things to web. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I've used it as, of course, 
as of getting started is because I'm trying to get better, and the best way to get better is to watch a little yeah. bit. So I, I, I'm usually going back and watching our, like I said, our severe Facebook lives yeah. and, and looking back at that and, and trying to process, you know, if I made sense to everybody. Um, so episode three in the books, um, again. Another one so, bites the dust. Some of these will be short, some of these will be long, but as far as the, uh, the what we call the pilot package of um, all prediction no production yeah we're getting you off the ground uh, with as much content as you can listen to uh, for the first week or so and uh, we'll and, and also uh, Jay Floyd at nbc10news.net or w snowden at nbc10news.net that's s n o w d e n thank you jared you're welcome. Did I spell it right? No, yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> you can always email us uh, new topics that you would like to, Please to ask. Do. Whether it's an all-prediction topic, something that's weather-related, or no production topic, right. something either that you... Either segment, either portion. We, we don't care if you want to stay, talk about our favorite uh, you know, soda brands. Uh, I would do that for, for a segment. What is your favorite one, by the way? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, I guess. (laughs) Such a wonderful tease there. All right. Thanks so much. That's a wrap on episode three. Have a great rest of your day. Walker, you got anything else to add? Nope. Have a good one.